KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Wednesday, August 30th. How a team from Father Joel's Villages helps people move off the street and into shelter. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. It's going to be another scorcher in the county today. The National Weather Service says the heat could be potentially dangerous. An excessive heat warning for the county's inland valleys and desert areas ends at 8 tonight. Temperatures are expected to reach the low 100s in the county's inland valleys. In the deserts, temps will be around 114, and in the mountains, it will be in the low 90s. If you need a place to cool down today, there's a list of cool zones on the county's website. Forecasters say there is some relief for the rest of the week as temperatures start to cool down a little. The construction of a new billion-dollar Rady Children's Hospital building is underway. The seven-story intensive care unit and emergency services pavilion will have a new emergency department, advanced pediatric, neonatal, and cardiac ICUs, and more. According to a statement from the hospital, the facility will also include child-friendly areas and single-patient rooms with space for caregivers to stay. It's scheduled to open in 2027. A 35-day streak of increases to the average price of a gallon of regular gas in the county has come to an end. The price rose nearly 42 cents a gallon over the last month. It was the longest streak since March of last year. A petroleum analyst says nationally the average price of gas has fallen over the last week because wholesale prices have been under less seasonal pressure as the summer driving season ends. The average price of a gallon of regular gas in the county is about $5.36. That's 32 cents higher than last month. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. The City of San Diego began enforcing its unsafe camping ordinance about a month ago. That has resulted in fewer homeless encampments downtown, but there's still not enough shelter beds for everyone who needs one. Reporter Melissa May recently rode along with Father Joe's Village's street health outreach team to learn more about what it takes to help people move off the street and into shelter. If you're ever in downtown San Diego, you may see a bright blue and orange van drive by. But it's not just a van. It's a lifeline for people experiencing homelessness. We don't give up on people, no matter what. We have clients that, like I said, some days they're willing to work with us and they're willing to accept our help, and then they aren't. But no matter what, we don't give up on We keep coming back even when they don't want us to. That's Father Joe's Village's street health team outreach worker, Michelle Lefevre. The team's daily interactions start with offering what they call tools of engagement. Supervisor Jennifer Wilkins also trains clients to use Narcan, which can reverse opioid overdoses. 
According to the county medical examiner, 214 unsheltered residents have died from overdoses so far in 2023. Most were from fentanyl. Stephen Brown has been living on the streets for the last six months. Without them, I couldn't be walking right now. My leg was really infected. It was bad and uh, it was hurt. And they looked at it and said, hey, we got a solution for you. And they get my medication and everything I needed. I couldn't have done it without them. I didn't know what to do without them. Every day is different for the team. But one thing is always consistent. They make an impact in the lives of homeless San Diegans. We see people physically heal. We see people's health get better because they started taking their medications. We see people start practicing safer use practices, and so their use is, is causing less harm. And sometimes that impact builds trust and leads to success stories like Ruthie Lavina Wilson's. She was always so inebriated, I couldn't help her get her documents to get her support of housing. It took me over a year to get her birth certificate. After a life filled with traumatic experiences, Wilson says she lived on the streets in San Diego for the last three years. I was raped at 15. I had a baby. My parents put me out. And I'd been abused. And I was left out in the desert for dead. My ex-husband, he pulled both arms out of my sockets and decided to become homeless so he couldn't find me. One thing led to another. I ended up sleeping outside of Ralph's on the street. Like I said, these guys came in and swooped me up. And they make they come every week to make sure they found me and take care of my wounds. The San Diego District Attorney's Office says people who are homeless in San Diego are 12 times more likely to be assaulted than the general population. You don't want to get beat up. You don't want to get raped. You don't want to get robbed, because it's all a possibility. You don't sleep because you're afraid to sleep. But recently, Wilson moved into her own apartment. Ruby! Wow! This is amazing! With her receipt for paying her first month's rent in hand, Wilson credits Lefevre for never giving up on her. She made a point that I didn't fall through the cracks. Getting people into housing is the ultimate success for the street health team. But Lefevre counts all the milestones. They want to have the conversation of, hey, I want to get clean and sober. Can you help me? We've helped people and I've delivered people to detox, to rehab. And I've watched them successfully finish and successfully move on with their lives. In the last year, the team has helped move about 20 people into permanent housing and almost 60 into shelters. But in July, more than 1,500 people were living on the streets of downtown San Diego. Melissa May. KPBS News. A court dispute has stalled the process of replacing Randy Mize, who retired as public defender in June. Investigative reporter Amitha Sharma says a local judge is alleging the county has misinterpreted a key statute in a way that disqualifies him as a candidate. 
Superior Court Judge Michael Washington applied to be the county's next public defender in June, but the county won't consider him for the job because of its interpretation of a 1947 government code. The statute says a person is not eligible for the office unless they were a practicing attorney in quote the year preceding the date of his election or appointment. But Washington's lawyer Michael Conger says the law is unclear. It could mean in the exact year before, or it could mean at least one year experience, which is what I think it means. Conger says Washington worked for 19 years as a deputy public defender in San Diego and 10 years on the bench. So he's imminently qualified, and it would be ironic if that's interpreted to mean a 26-year-old could get it, the job. But not a very experienced person. County officials did not respond to a request for comment. Washington's case will be heard in an Orange County court to avoid any conflict of interest, since he is a sitting judge in San Diego. Amitha Sharma, KPBS News. A quarter of a million dollars from the Biden administration infrastructure bill is coming to Vista. North County reporter Alexander Wynn has more on what local officials plan to do with that money. With trains, cars, buses, bicyclists, and pedestrians, Vista Village at the Vista Transit Center is very busy. But with $250,000 from the Department of Transportation, the city of Vista can finally do something about it. The city is using the funds to study grade separation for the tracks at the transit center. Grade separation is when the tracks are lowered to cross underneath roads without impeding street traffic. Currently, Solana Beach is the only city in the county with grade separation between the tracks and the roads. Longtime train commuter Noe Castilla supports the plan. I think it's a good idea. I'm helping traffic、uh, while the train station is still going, so you have two methods of transportation moving equally. And it will help make the intersection safer for pedestrians. 14 people were killed on the tracks in the county in 2021. Alexander Wynn, KPPS News. Coming up, county leaders have published a blueprint on ways to address the childcare crisis. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu/olli. San Diego County wants to help find solutions to the childcare crisis. County leaders yesterday published a blueprint on ways to address the issue. Reporter Tanya Thorne says the plan aims to help parents looking for affordable care, as well as gift providers, a livable wage. County Supervisor Nora Vargas says the average annual cost of infant care in California is nearly seventeen thousand dollars, almost nine thousand dollars more than tuition for an in-state public college. But at the same time, childcare providers are facing staffing shortages. Those in childcare workforce are also struggling to earn a livable wage, and that's not acceptable. 
Research shows that in San Diego County, the median hourly wage for childcare providers is $15.11. Vargas says the next steps are to go after funding and support. Childcare has to be a public good. It shouldn't be something that only moms or parents are thinking about. County leaders will work on the plans over the next two years. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. As the excessive heat warning continues for much of the county, school districts are keeping students protected and their families informed. Education reporter M.G. Perez has the story. School districts in North and East County are dealing with some of the most sweltering inland temperatures. In Poway Unified, Mount Carmel High School has moved all PE classes inside or outside to the school swimming pool to keep students safe. Caden Patel is a freshman playing basketball in the air-conditioned gym this week. I go outdoors a lot, but not recently because it's hot. I also have baseball practice later. It's going to suck because it's hot. The Santee School District reported more cases of students complaining of heat-related illness. All campuses are air-conditioned, and the district has reached out to families with a list of precautions to stay safe at school and at home. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Wednesday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.